I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this episode is recorded, the Gubby Gubby people. I would also like to acknowledge the First Nations peoples and language groups across this entire nation in which conception, pregnancy and sacred motherhood knowledge has been shared. We pay our deepest respects to their elders past, present and emerging and further extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hello, hello and welcome. You are listening to the Oxytocin Hour. I'm your host, Dana. I'm a midwife, mum of five and all-round oxytocin enthusiast. People are all too willing to share their negative experiences of conception, pregnancy, labour, birth and beyond. The Oxytocin Hour is your safe haven, filled with positive experiences from mums, dads, doulas, midwives and everyone in between. Each week we will release a new episode with the intent to uplift and inspire you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Now, let's get into today's episode. This and every episode of the Oxytocin Hour is strictly for entertainment purposes and is not to be used as medical advice. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Oxytocin Hour. So in this first episode, our special guest is my own husband, Bo. Hi. (laughs) Uh, I thought this would be a really good episode to start off with because the journey that we went through with this particular pregnancy and birth, I feel is really interesting. They're all interesting in their own ways, but I just thought this, this is a really good one. This is a goodie. And it will be really fun for us to recount everything that happened. Um, We'll touch on really briefly the pregnancy, but particularly you and I chatting about the actual labor and and the birth will be really special. So I've already pre-recorded another episode, which is my own personal recount of my first pregnancy and labor and birth. And I'm going to do that with the other four pregnancy, labor and births of my children as well. So I will release another episode about Lennox's pregnancy and birth from my personal perspective. So it will be a little bit choppy and changey, but just um, after this first episode is released, then we'll go back and listen to Max and then number two, three, four and five. But That's their names. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Bo named them. Um, so I'm just going to give a really brief recap of like the position we were in when we were pregnant with, um, well, when I was pregnant with Lennox, and then we can go from there. Sound good, babe? Sure. Okay. So um, I had already given birth to my first two children, Max and Avalon, and that was with my um, my ex partner and then um Bo and I had gotten together and we had our first child together Aluna and her birth was it, it ended up actually being so it was a surprise pregnancy um an induction of labor and that was my first induction and Bo's first experience even you know going through a pregnancy with someone so closely and witnessing a birth hey yeah well i've not had any other children so yeah yeah well you could have been a 
a doula in a past life or something. A mid-husband. A mid-husband. <laughs> <laughs> had to just throw that in. So really, really briefly, do you just want to give like an insight to anyone who's listening, how you felt on the lead up of like, you know, the preparation and all the stuff you did before Lulu's birth and then how you felt afterwards. So everyone knows sort of like what position you're in now that we're pregnant with Lennox. Um, I guess leading up to it, I was super nervous. I was nervous the whole time. But like Dana explained how things go, all the processes and all that. Tried, She was trying to help me understand the, the process of it, I guess. But still going into the hospital, you don't really understand what's actually going to happen. We had a pretty good experience, even though it was an induction. It was pretty quick um, and everything went relatively smoothly. But it was still pretty full on seeing all the things that happen. And gross too. Like, yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, honey. But beautiful at the same time. <laughs> no, it's good. You have to be honest. Yeah. It can be gross. So so now that we've had Lulu and we've been through that, she's now, um, you know, three. about to turn. Yeah, she's about to turn three, I think. And I'm now working as a registered midwife at two different hospitals, one two hours away and the other one locally, like our local hospital. Um, Bo's running his own business and we've got all this other stuff going on. Um, while I'm doing shift work, we've got three kids. And then we go, oh, are we going to have our last baby? Because I remember when we got together, I was like, surprise, I have two kids. And I asked you, you know, how many kids are you wanting to have? Or like, did you, you know, how many kids did you want to have? And you always said two. And I said, well, I've already got two. And I would, you know, if we got together, I would like to have more children. I'd be happy to have two more because I always wanted four. And you were like, cool. <laughs> yes. Do whatever you want. No. Yeah. like what? <laughs> I don't really get a say in what happens. It's but like, you no. said, you're like, okay, that's cool. I'll have two more. You can set it. I was just trying to make you happy. No, so I did want two children. Yes. I definitely wanted two of my own. Yeah. So then you got to experience having two stepchildren and then two of like biological children as well. And so that's what we settled on. And we're like, great. So Lennox was always going to happen. We just didn't know when, because we had a lot going on leading up to that. You probably did, but I didn't know when. What do you mean? We'd recently bought a house. We'd gotten married. We had a honeymoon. You were doing FIFO work in Darwin um, I had emergency surgeries, broken bones, like everything had happened. And suddenly we find ourselves where Lulu is almost three years old and we're going, oh, what are we going to do? And what was the discussion? Uh, I guess we decided that it probably would be a good time to start trying now just with the age gaps. We didn't want to leave it for too long. Um, but, yeah. I guess he'd already made the decision. He was coming before we made the decision. He's like, right, you guys are toying with the idea. I'm coming. And then uh, it must have been January of 2019 that we 
we found out that he was to arrive. So we sort of made arrangements and here we are. Yeah, I think also the part where he got sick for so long. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's, let's touch on that briefly. <laughs> so it wasn't as smooth as that. Um, I experienced some really, really extreme nausea and vomiting in pregnancy, like HG kind of territory. Would you like to talk about your experience on, you know, having a wife or partner that's going through something like that? Uh, yeah, I guess it was it was super tough because of running my own business, um, but also wanting to help out with it. So you weren't struggling as much. Um, but it was like days where I would leave and go to work and I'd come back home. And Dana hasn't left bed all the bed all day, and the kids have just been feral around the house. <laughs> it's just like a bomb site, and like I had paperwork to do, I had to cook dinner, I had to bathe the kids, put them to bed, and do all that. And it was just like on repeat daily for we didn't know how seemed, long what seemed like forever, mm. but it was probably until twenty weeks. Yeah, it was around halfway. And I think that's the most difficult part in it because when I was pregnant with Lulu, this is what makes it hard when I haven't released other episodes. Like people don't know what's happened in previous pregnancies. But when I was pregnant with Lulu, it was a – I was sick, like super sick, but for four weeks only. And then, boom, it just went away. And I was like, yeah. well, what the hell is this? Like this is awesome. But I was just like completely fine. And so – I had a different experience with the, the two previous pregnancies as well. So, like, honestly, I knew that we just wouldn't know what was going to happen. I would only pray that when I peed on that stick and it said that I was pregnant, that I wouldn't get sick, but I knew that I would. Oh, that's super right. Yeah. And it's like you don't know how long it's going to last for. You just wake up every day just hoping that this is the last day that you feel sick. And I think it's – it's really, really hard from both perspectives, well, from everyone that has to deal with it. Because, like, even the kids would be hard for them because they're like, Mum, we want you to do more. Sorry, I can only just lay here dying. That's what it felt like. And then you feel bad because you want to do more because your partner's struggling with this extra load of, like, everything they're already doing plus all of your stuff. But that's just, that's just how it went, hey. It was tough, but we got through it. Hmm. What did we? Oh, I've still got a bit of Bo a Bo still has, like, PTSD every time I get sick. He's like, no. But it will never be as bad as those pregnancies. Anyway, so we got through that. We're halfway through the pregnancy. Um, oh, we also did – was it with our, um, like, nuchal translucency or – what did I have early on? Did I did I have the nuchal translucency and that came back as high risk yeah, for Down syndrome? NIPT. Yeah, yeah. So then then I had the NIPT. So that and that was like actually quite stressful for us because this is baby number four. It's not the first baby. As you can imagine, like I hope we've set up the scene enough to make you understand like just how high caliber stress was in our lives at the time like we had I'm a just lot. having three kids 
Yeah, just even having that many children is is enough, not to mention working like a large distance away, owning your own business, like all of this stuff. We were like, whoa, this is hectic. Um, And then, you know, we had the NIPT and then that came back as... Um, yeah. Negative. Negative. I wasn't realising you're looking at me to... Yes, honey, it was negative. So that sort of, that did, yeah, that totally did alleviate a degree of, of an, an, an extra added stress, that's all. So, yeah, things were happening. Anyway, so we've made it through past halfway. The, the sickness had alleviated. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then now, so I'm seeing like at the one of the hospitals that I work at, I was doing MGP care. So I was seeing midwives that I knew and loved during my pregnancy, right? Yeah. And I'm talking about what sort of birth do I want? I said, well, I had an induction with Lulu and I really wanted that to be a water birth. But, yeah, let's make this happen. And And then my primary midwife was like, yeah, cool, awesome. That's what the plan is. Yeah. Correct. And then I just had like, at what point did I have in my mind? I was like, maybe I want to have this baby at home. I still think it was pretty early. You you wanted to do it, but I wasn't keen on it because I was nervous. Was it? Yeah. Was that like before 20 weeks? Like, I, I think, remember. yeah, I'm pretty sure you had an idea that you wanted to do it, but then you was, I was, was still... I like sort of toying with it? Like, yeah. And, and I was like, nah, I'm not. Cool with this idea, yeah. Because I'd never been around anything like that, or I hadn't even seen anything like that. Yeah. So I was very unsure of it. Yeah. And I was, it was a definite no at the time. But deep down, I knew that you really wanted to. Is it because I kept bringing it up? Yeah. I think because, like, usually I'm quite scatterbrained, maybe in a way where. I like have new ideas or new things all the time that I'll bring up and it might be like that's the first and only time you'll hear me talk about it and then it's gone. But I think when you start seeing a thing of this thing that keeps, yeah, like it keeps repeatedly being brought up, you're like, oh, okay, this is important. It's okay, honey. I know what you mean. (laughs) But, yeah, like is that what was happening? Yes. It wasn't like this Every now and then, it was like every day. Really? Yes, he spoke about it all the time. <laughs> and even though I was like, no, no, it's not happening, I knew that you'd already been planning stuff, getting things in place. That was later on in the pregnancy. Yeah, though, but I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm talking early on. So, like, I didn't realise how early I had sort of mentioned it. Because I remember being at work and mentioning to the girls at work, like the other midwives, I think I want to have a home birth. And there was such a clear distinction between the midwives that were like, oh, my God, yeah, do it, and the others that were like, really? Which is kind of disappointing, to be honest, for any midwife to be sort of weird about that because what the hell? Anyway, oh, and there was one particular um, obstetrician at work at the time that was just like so disgusting about it, remember? Did I tell you about that? Was that antenatal clinic? Yeah. Um, I don't care. I'll, I'll talk about it. Tell the story. I'm telling the world. Antenatal clinic. It was. Name and shame. 
I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna name the obstetrician but anyway so like on my break I I had a visible belly this obstetrician says to me um yeah like so oh you know when's the baby due or whatever and then I said and he was like oh um are you gonna have a cesarean and I was like what and he's like are you gonna have a cesarean this time and I said you know it's my fourth baby and I had vaginal births for all the others and he was like yeah but won't you get your tubes tied? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, well, a vasectomy would be painful for your husband. And I was like, are you kidding me? And that one of the I other... so bad, actually. Shut up. <laughs> don't. You'll just ruin the surprise. People don't know. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> but how disgusting was that? I was like, and, and one of the midwives that was like a, like, I don't even know if she's retired now, but like she, she might be verging on it. She was livid. Like she wanted, she wanted blood. And I was just, I was just polite about it, but I'll tell you what I said to him after I had Lennox. But anyway, so yeah, that was awful. So I was getting some really mixed feelings from other people, including my own husband. Hey, I'm kind of thinking a home birth would be cool. You being like immediately no. Yeah. Well, immediately no. I ain't no midwife. Yeah, I know. But like you, you need to be open to discussing stuff like this. So anyway. You discussed it. Anyway. And the decision just... was no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's several things that you need to take into account. Like when we've been going through this home birthing. So I'm already pregnant. I'm due in September, which is the most popular or like, what's another word for popular? I just mean like more busiest period. Yeah. It's the busiest month to have a baby. Like I think the most common or common, the most common birthday in the world is the 17th of September. Like September is, there's more people born in September. Okay. So if you need to let a home birth midwife know that you want them to care for you outside of being due in September, essentially you need to call them as soon as you pee on that stick. So I'm like halfway through a pregnancy due in September. It wasn't happening for me. Like no one was free. So I was toying with the idea and then I started ringing around and then I'm talking to people at work about it. Hey, mm -hmm. and you're just going to work, coming home, thinking that everything's fine. Thinking my boss actually gonna listen to what I want. <laughs> yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> Any, anyway, let's go. On, let's hurry this up. Okay, so everyone knows that I want to have a home birth. Bo's off it. I've I've mentioned it to my own mother. She's off it. I've even so now that there's like no one free to take me on um, and not to mention the costs of home birth as well. I think that it was the cost that sort of threw you off as well, knowing that it was going to be like five to seven grand out of pocket. Yeah. I think that was a big part of it as well. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, you could just give birth in a hospital. Like why would we pay that much money to yeah. give birth at home? Like what the hell? So I continued on with my MGP care and like that was a little bit rigid as well. So my primary midwife, like left for a period of time and that kind of that was another nudge for me to be like well the whole point of me doing mgp was to have someone that i know like caring for me 
and I'm not even seeing her. Now I'm seeing someone else. And then I saw a different midwife and I was like, oh no, like it was just giving me the ick. It was yeah. just like, it was. There was a couple of times you came back from your appointments and you weren't happy. Yeah. I was just a bit like not about it because I just, yeah, the more that it would happen, I was like, it was, and I don't want to mention names as well, but just because she wasn't there, the one that I really wanted, that was a bit crap. Anyway, so then I was like, honey, <laughs> I had this great idea. What if I just give birth at home? And I was like, no. I was terrified at the decision because I knew that it was becoming more final that you were actually going to just do that. And even up to the last point, I was still a no. Okay. So let's let's just – okay. So now everyone knows what we were feeling. The pregnancy as well, by the way, was like relatively like low risk, like nothing untoward happened, despite me being really sick in the beginning. My blood pressure was always really good. Um, my bloods were pretty good. Oh, I think my iron was a bit low, but, you know, that happens in pregnancy. Like, that's actually quite normal with hemodilution. But uh, I didn't do the GTT. I just did blood – I was going to say blood pressure. Oh, my gosh. I just did my um, blood sugar monitoring, and that was all good. So it was, like, nothing, nothing crazy. So I'm happy with that. Babies, like, head down in a great position – and I'd spoken to my – so now I'm like, I don't know, let's just say 30, 39 weeks. I'm already on maternity leave um, and here we are, yeah? I was due on the 19th of September, which was – was that – what day was that? I can't remember what day it was. I think it was like a Thursday or something, a Wednesday or Thursday. Was it? Hmm. Sure. I don't know. Was it Sunday night? Two weeks long? No, it was on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Too many kids. Anyway, so um right, so here we are. I'm pregnant. I did a been belly. Pregnant I'm, I'm pregnant. I've been pregnant forever. <laughs> I'm big mama. I've done the cast of my belly, which I do every pregnancy. Um, but I forgot to put the Vaseline on my stomach, so when I pulled it off, it hurt so bad. I was like, this is the worst. And still in my mind, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. All I knew, and I'll go into this when I do my individual, like, recount of the pregnancy. All you knew was, you ain't leaving. Nah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and also, we had a birth photographer. So I met with her like later in pregnancy and I was like, I need someone on board with this. Like what happens if I go into labor and I just decide I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. But you decided that already. <laughs> yeah, but I was just, I was just like dipping the toes in. I just thought this is getting a feel because Everyone was just giving me so much shade about it, but I was like, I don't need your negativity. So she was all for it. She's like, if you want me to come to your place to take photos there, cool. She said, um, like, if you decide you want to go to hospital, I'll just, like, follow you in my own car. All good. If you decide to stay there, I don't give a shit. Like, She was awesome. She was and is yes. awesome. <laughs> 
she's a very good friend of ours now. But anyway, so that's all you need to know about. Okay, now we're, we've fast forwarded to the 15th of Sunday, the 15th of September. And it's, um, we've had a lovely Sunday roast. The house is immaculate. I don't know why. It must have been like nesting. Just me working hard. Yeah. I was just laying on the couch, but I did everything. No, fuck off. No, I remember I was like vacuuming down all the rooms and. Like, I'm giving birth in this house. I got to clean it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just preparing, okay? Like. I don't know. Something was just, it was just, like, I mean, we usually reset anyway on the weekend, but yeah, so we had a beautiful Sunday roast, pork roast with all the trimmings. We'd just done the fruit and veg shop. Like we had a big box of veggies and fruit on the bench. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. And so all the kids, so the three older children. So at the time, how old were they? Oh my God. Um, Lulu was three. Abby was seven and Max was 10. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, around that. So they're pretty good. We're like, okay, guys, time for bed. Everyone went to bed at a normal time. And now it's like 8.30 at night. And I am, how pregnant am I? 39 and 3. Very pregnant. Very, very pregnant. pregnant. So we're laying in bed. Bo falls asleep in like two seconds, as he always does. How about that? And I start getting niggles while I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now, let's hear your recount of how things... Because I'm going to tell everyone my story later. So I want to hear your recount. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) remembering that. Um, I remember getting woken up, like always, in my deep (laughs) cycle. And Dan was like, oh, I think something might be starting to happen. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Are we going to maybe go to the hospital? And she's like, no, you need to go fill the... No, not at that point. You're forgetting. Well... No, let me... Let's just go. Rewind this. I think I'm getting Callie's mixed up. Yeah, stop stop lying to everyone. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. There's so many kids. You're asleep. I've woken you up. I've said, I think things are happening. You're like, like now or, or no. I said, no, you try to sleep. It must've been almost midnight at this point. Yeah, it was, a, it was like 1147. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cause I, I remember looking at the time and I was like, Ooh. yeah, I was staying like staying up late, just watching TV. And yeah, I said to you, I think things are happening. No, go back to sleep. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Right. And then I said, I'm getting up because I need to have a shower. Remember? And you're yeah. like, do you want me to call Michelle? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but that was like straight away. No, that was like three o'clock in the morning, bro. <laughs> Maybe two. Let's just say it's two. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And and action. Go. Yeah. And uh, I asked if you wanted me to call Michelle and what you wanted, what you wanted me to do. Um, and... What did yeah. I say? You, you said you don't know. You, you, you're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, what What do you mean you don't know? You've had three children. You know what happens. <laughs> like, you know the feeling. And you, you kept saying, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not really sure. Maybe, maybe it's nothing. And at this point, I was starting to 
freak out a little bit because I, I I knew that it was going to happen at home. But did you really? Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a a pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got Michelle to drop a pool off, like just in case. But I was like. In, it wasn't just in case. Yeah, but in any case, I was like, I'll labour in it. Like, I'll happily labour in it at home. Keeping in mind that my last birth was 50 minutes. <laughs> continue, yeah. continue. Yes. So, yeah, not only I had that in the back of my mind about how quickly things went last time, but I was also nervous at the fact that I had to, you know, be the, the primary carer at the time for Dana at home and I had no real experience in childbirth apart from seeing Aluna's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called Michelle and I told her what was happening and she was really good. Um, and then I think I asked you if you wanted me to get the, the pool. Pool, pool ready. Yeah, because it wasn't even up or anything. It was just, it was just packed away. Like we weren't like pool up ready to go we were just like it's here in case I feel like it and I'm like I was telling you no uh, and you're like I'm just gonna put it up <laughs> yeah you could start seeing a few little changes in, and, and what were they just I saw you getting like you were getting a little bit anxious but a little bit like you were in a bit of denial with what was going on I guess you were trying to downplay the things that were happening um and you just kept saying oh I don't no, I think it's okay. And then just your expressions on your face, I could tell. I'm like, oh, something's actually happening now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I went and got the pool ready and I started filling it up. And then I think things took off pretty quickly after that. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You obviously remember it a lot more. I just remember, like, the main part of what's happening. All right, so let's – okay, so we'll go. So the pool is up in the lounge room, dining room, and then Michelle has turned up. I'm just labouring outside of the pool at this point, yeah? Yeah, just banging around the house. I'm just, like, chilling with pants on and stuff just sort of breathing through everything, remember? And I remember distinctly thinking like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know if I'm in full-blown labour. Like, Yeah, you did say that you didn't want want Michelle to come just in case it wasn't Yeah, like I felt bad. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, and any birth photographer or midwife will tell you or doula will tell you that does not matter. Like if you think that something's happening – let them know and you guys will work it out. What's the worst that can happen? They turn up and then things die down. Then they just go home. Like it's not a big deal. But I kind of felt really bad about that, didn't I? Or time of the day as well. Yeah, like <laughs> calling her at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Like, hi. Anyway, so she rocks up. She begins taking photos just quietly. Like you wouldn't even really know she's there. Yeah? Yeah. All three children are sleeping peacefully. For once, like actually. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, like no one woke up, which was really cool. So we've got birth music playing. Um, What prompted me to get into the pool? Did you ever say to me, are we going to hospital? Like, No, I don't think I – I think I asked you early on 
like super you, early. Yeah, early on. And you said, let's just see how things go. But then after that point, I knew we weren't going anywhere. I, yeah, I definitely knew there was no chance we were leaving to get a hospital. So, so yeah, so I was getting like, I was putting on the brave face, but I was shitting myself mm. the whole time. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> But. Well, it's, scary. it's a scary thing. Like it's, it's a pretty scary process, even when you're in hospital and you have professionals doing mm. everything. Because of the unknown, isn't it? There's so many variables. But like there this. has to be something inside of you that made you think that this is okay. Well, I knew that you knew what you were doing. Not only because you were a midwife, but you'd already had three children. So I was kind of, I felt safe with that. Mm -hmm. And also, like, help's not far away. Like, you can make a phone call and you can get help pretty quickly if we needed it. And what uh, did you think? But I also, like, I'm were? pretty, I can, like, I'm pretty good in those high pressure situations. Like, I'll be shitting myself, but. I can handle it very well. Um, so I was just like, we'll just roll with it and see what's happening. Because, you, like, I guess I want to gain understanding of, like, whether you were preempting that something bad was going to happen. No. but Like, like how like, do you feel about birth in general? Are you like, oh, fuck, like, this should not be happening in a house? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, Well, yeah, I did at that time because I'd never mm -hmm. been a part of a home birth. I'd never seen it. I'd yes. never experienced anything to do with it. Yes. So why wouldn't I think it's not normal? Like Because of what you've seen otherwise, which yeah. is always you a go hospital. to hospital. You go yeah. to hospital. Okay, good. That's yes. just what I wanted because I know that a lot of people listening right now, if it, you know, their partners and if their partners are listening, will be like, oh, my God, that's how I feel because <laughs> – I doubt there's a lot of people that are just going in going, yeah, this is completely fine and normal because we are so subconsciously wired to think that birth is um, or pregnancy is a condition that needs to be managed and that birth is a scary thing that plenty of things can go wrong in and it needs to be in a hospital where people can save you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. So this is how you're feeling at this stage though, but I just have to commend you for not, like, fucking with me, as in, did you know that if you were going to be like, no, honey, I really want to go to hospital, like, why didn't you do that? Well, I didn't want to stress you out because then the whole process starts failing. You need to be, I guess you need to be in your own mind just relaxing and being calm and not stressed to let everything progress and work through so if i'm putting stress on you then you're going to stress the whole process and then things are going to either slow down and stop or things are going to go wrong mm -hmm. and not how they're meant to go so yeah at that stage it's not about me it's about you and lennox mm. so you just have to suck it up and so you had to really protect that space yeah you had to be the puffer bear um okay so I'm laboring, Michelle's there, all three kids are asleep. I'm on the couch, clothes are still on. What prompted the getting into the tub? I think you just had a few 
like I think you started getting contractions and you were yeah I don't because I don't know whether I was like yeah I'll get in or whether you're like no I think you, you started to... having like they're quite strong strong contractions and then we decided to get you into the pool yeah to see if it would just help yeah. with the pain of it all yeah so I think that's the reason why we got you in there yeah and I remember getting out and going to the toilet a few times. Do you remember that? Yes. And <laughs> and why was that? Why was what? Why did I remember what? No, that? why did I keep getting out of the toilet? Because it felt like you needed to put <laughs> Yeah, so. Because Lennox was pushing. Yeah, so Lennox was posterior. Yeah. And, and I knew that because that was his preferred position throughout the pregnancy. I tried to do stuff to, like, encourage him to be anterior, but he just wasn't having it. I wasn't, like, pushing it hard, though. I was just like, come on, Henny, would you like to not be like that? And he's like, Nothing's no. He's still just as stubborn. Oh, yeah, but, like, what? Like all clever, you know? Yeah. Like, was he just in the right position for him? Anyway, so I'm getting some hardcore, like, bowel pressure um, and early on. So I'm getting up, getting out of the tub, getting back in. All right, now, what's happening? Are you out of the tub? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just on the outside. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to do anything to help you, but also trying not to do anything to disturb you from your zone that you're getting in, I guess, mm. the, the, the area. So how are you keeping it for me? How are you being my birth keeper? Uh, I don't really... It's, it's hard to explain. Like, I was just trying to, I guess... Try and read signals you were giving without asking you certain things and mm -hmm. just trying to think, well, this is what she needs at the moment or I just need to hold her hand or rub her back or just be beside her to support her. Um, so, yeah, it was like I was guessing a lot of the time but also just trying to read you. Like I think I'm pretty good at reading you and, mm. yeah, so that was that was tricky. You know, it's funny, like just when you were explaining that and saying you needed to read read me as a person, it's like it's so preferable for women to have a primary caregiver that's like a known care provider that they've had throughout the whole pregnancy. You would know me far better than literally anyone else. So you would be the perfect person to be present at a birth because – you can read me better than anyone else can, better than a midwife that I might have picked up during my pregnancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so we're just labouring. How did you know that things were getting closer? How were you feeling? What was happening? What were you seeing? Um, I was getting super nervous because okay. I knew things. I, I knew things were starting to move further and further i knew there was a baby coming mm. but i didn't yeah i didn't know what to expect i didn't know how long because obviously with birth things can be drawn out for a long long period or they can happen really really quickly mm. and your birthing experiences have been relatively quick mm. or especially with lulu like it was pretty quick 
So in my head, I was like, well, which way is it going to go? So I'm kind of freaking out about that, wondering, <laughs> is it just going to happen or is it just going to go on for hours and hours? Um, but then you started, you could tell that things were getting more painful for you and then you were going into a different zone. Like you were just in a different place trying to mentally prepare yourself. How did you know I was doing that? What What was I doing? Um, you just, your whole, the way you were acting, I guess. It was just the noises you were making, the way you were moving your body. Um, and like there was a lot of silence that wasn't silence. There was like no speaking, but you could tell, or I could tell that you were in, quite a bit of pain you're having contractions and things were starting to pick up a bit and speed up um but once again like i didn't know what i could do to help you because there's nothing i can really do like it's your body you have to do it but i just have to be there so to support you so um yeah i guess getting to that point i was yeah, it was unknown for me. Like, I didn't know where it was going. Like, I knew things were progressing, but, like, in my head, there was all these different thoughts. Like, what do I do? Do I get you water? Do I need to give you a cold towel on your head? Do I need to rub your shoulders? Like, I was trying to do all that, but also try and keep it together for myself because I, I was super nervous. I didn't feel like you were overdoing anything either. Like, you're saying, like, doing all these physical things to help. I didn't feel like you were like here have a drink of water or like anything all the time I feel like whenever I needed something you've probably seen a cue that I needed that yeah you're not just going oh like what can I do at this point I felt like whatever you were doing was always a reaction to some a need that you you've it's just been a need that you've met um I will however <laughs> interject so while I'm getting really close and I'm about to have this baby, I was so pissed off and offended when I was like, this is early before I even got on the pool and I was like just laboring and like just resting on you and you just opened the door cause it was getting like hot inside and I had a contraction. It was like really vocal. And then you were like slowly sliding the door back <laughs> shut oh i forgot about and that and i was like fuck you man if we wake the neighbors up i don't care like yeah. how can you be thinking of them when i am in pain well i was yeah, <laughs> do you remember that yeah, i clearly remember that yeah well it was very loud and i was like i was like well i think i might just close this door <laughs> <laughs> didn't even care that I was doing. <laughs> anyway, I was really offended. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt really good about the way that you were supporting me. You know why? Because I could feel it's not like I could feel your nervous energy. It was like you weren't letting your energy penetrate my space. I know that sounds so weird, but it's like I knew you had whatever going on like underneath the sur surface, but you had boundaries up and not to protect yourself, but to protect me, which is a very, very smart thing to do when someone is in labor. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you're saying you're trying to think of like all this stuff that you can do. Whereas the number one thing that I personally recall you doing is simply just being there, like just witnessing. That's literally all you were doing. Just witnessing me doing all the things that you said you saw. Like there was a lot of like natural position changes because of his position. Like I look back on the, all the photos Michelle took and it's like, I'm on my hands and knees. I'm like reclined back. I'm on my side. Like I'm literally in a different position. It looks like I've been laboring for hours and hours and hours. Whereas realistically his birth was an hour and 20 of active labor. Was it an hour and yeah, a half? It wasn't very long. It was yeah. less than two hours. Too. Yeah. It was like an hour and a half or something like that. So here we are. How do you know? Oh, this is, this is pretty cool actually. And I'm being really mindful of time. Um, I'm getting close. I'm getting really close. I'm feeling pressure. I do my own internal vaginal examination and my waters still haven't released. And I can feel the mem I can feel that my cervix is completely dilated, completely to the 10 centimeters, and I can feel this giant membrane where his waters haven't released yet and 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 what happened um i i don't really recall that exact moment i remember you examining yourself and i was like yeah this is <laughs> <laughs> again like, like non-verbally hey i'll just yeah. do it in front of you and you're like okay cool yeah okay, right yeah my short stumpy fingers didn't even do that anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> I told you to feel it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you not remember that? The, I, like, honestly, the main part, the, I remember bits and pieces and talking about it. I do remember it. But the main part is just the actual okay. like, when he was coming out. Okay. So just before that happened, and we've got a, I've got photos of it and I'll actually include it in this. So you've probably clicked on the thumbnail of Bo touching my membranes. Yeah. I said, feel this. And you're like, no, like, uh, like kind of, you know, like a politely sort of decline, <laughs> like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, seriously, this is probably the only time you'll ever be able to do this. Like, it's pretty. Because it's our last child. Well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Famous last words. But I'm like, feel this. And I remember you putting your fingers inside. And I know when you would have felt that the squish of, yeah. of the membrane and you just like yeah, yeah, you pulled your fingers out quite quickly because I think you're like oh oh my gosh like what was that yeah I do remember that actually really yeah yeah we'll have to look at photos again so you can revisit yeah but anyway so you did that and very shortly after when I was having a very strong contraction what happened while well, you were just witnessing you were just you're not in the pool you never get in the pool so I'm in the pool in front of you. My legs are spread. I'm kind of like semi-reclined and I have one big contraction that does something. It was like a like a bullet exploded. Like it was just like a bang under the water. And what, the noise? Yeah, you could hear, you could hear like it was just like. Yeah. It was like high pressure under the water, but you could see it. And it was, yeah, it was pretty full on seeing it, like it popped yeah underwater but yeah. You, you could hear it but you could also see it like and it was 
I was like, whoa. Because you were always yeah. watching, yeah. even though, and I remember that, every time I'd have a contraction, even though I'd never said to you, like, this is what's happening, oh, I'm feeling pressure, oh, I'm pushing, I never said that stuff to you. I remember, like, I'd have a contraction while it was happening. I would always see your gaze lower to check if there was a head. I knew that's what you were looking for. But you would never, you never once said, like, is there a head? Like, what's happening? Which was good. So, yeah. So my membranes released. You witnessed that. What did you say to me? Do you recall? No, I don't. Really? This is amazing. This is like really fun for us to unpack. <laughs> you said to me, after that contraction went, like obviously like I'm breathing and then you know that I've sort of retreated back to like my normal state. You say to me, that's so good, honey. That, that your, your waters just broke. They were nice and clear. That's what you oh, said. Oh, I do remember that. And that's when I put my midwife shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> and you rolled your sleeves up <laughs> yeah. and you're like, okay, sweetie. But do you remember that? Oh, yeah, and yeah, and I, I laughed. I was like, that's so, I've taught you well, my little <laughs> mid-husband. You, because, yeah, like, Bo knew that if your waters release and there's like, you know, if discoloration or like there's a really offensive smell or whatever, that that can mean bad things. So the fact that when, when your waters go and they're clear is like a really great sign. So it was, he was trying to reassure me and it was the sweetest thing ever. And I feel like that happening kind of solidified or, or gave you a little bit of like confidence you know, yeah. that things were progressing and it felt normal because you're like, yay, it was clear, you know, like just that. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I was starting to get more, oh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like I was I was ready for it to happen. Like I knew that we could get through it. I knew that you knew what you are doing and I started to, I guess, relax a little more with it. Because everything seemed to be going relatively smoothly. Were you getting more caught up in it now? You're like, yeah, like I knew I was like, happening. I, I yeah. have to do this, so don't worry about being scared. Just get it done and then deal with it after. <laughs> deal with the emotional stress afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my membranes released, and then I started getting pushy, didn't I? Your bum started getting pushy. Yeah. So he's <laughs> so we have like something called anal pouting, and it's exactly what you can envision right now. Like, your anus is pouting. Oh, yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> and because Lennox was posterior, like, I was feeling it all in my... Butthole. And did I... Boy, <laughs> did I let you and Michelle know it, hey? Yeah. While we say it, like, I wasn't very verbal, I think all I was saying was, like, my bum. <laughs> my bum hurts. No, I said, it feels like he's coming out of my bum hole. <laughs> and, and you and Michelle laughing at me. Yeah. like, yeah, Serious. you did say it quite a few times. But then when I saw what was happening, I was like, oh, whoa. Like, like, it is like... actually coming out of your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's poop, sorry. Yeah, so, so, and we can talk about that as well. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I was, when he was calming, and when we talk about people pooing in labour, because that's something that people are so care about, hey. Like, people become so fixated on pooing during labour, it's crazy. 
when it was happening, it's we're not talking, and, and believe me when I say that it can be an entire log, it wasn't at this point. Like usually, like when we say someone's like done a poo, it's like tiny bits, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, well you're yeah, I guess it wasn't still gross either way, but yes. it was it wasn't like an actual yeah, entire it wasn't like poo. sitting there and like, oh well, better get a big pool net. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just like a tiny little bit and like as he was coming, it was like obviously happening. <laughs> and then he was coming, like he was almost like his head was almost birthed. And Bo decides to get up and try get a friggin' Glad bag. Yeah, glad bag to try scoop it out. And I was like, fuck the bag. Like, get this baby out of me. No, I did scoop the poo up. Did you? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be okay, anyway, anyway. turds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've had to bail on the, on the poo scooping. And now I'm like, yeah, like this baby's coming. And... Mm. Um, I was really worried about, and like I'll probably go into this in way more depth when I recall, um, like on a later episode, but um, it was a thing for me, like with his head, just wondering how long it would take and, and all that sort of stuff. So we did hands-on um, under the water and yeah, who like, was the person that ended up? Yeah, well, his head was... Out, up. Wasn't he only? Wasn't it only halfway? It out? was. It was halfway out, and then it, we sort of was like we looked and we saw what was happening, um, and then you did a big push, but then he it sort of came out a bit further, but his head wasn't all the way. Like his jaw was still yeah, inside his, me. It wasn't all the way out, and then I just remember you saying, "Like you need to get him out. Like he's stuck. You need mm-hmm. to get him out." And so I put my—I remember putting my hands around him, and I was like trying to pull, but I felt like I was going to pull his head off his shoulders. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was. Not this, I yeah, I know you. you I felt like sh- I was going to do that, but I was like, what? Well, how it hard? Sounds like how hard? And and yeah. Remembering that people are listening and be like, well, what the hell? So, it wasn't that hard. Like <laughs> babies are very, very <laughs> babe, you're just digging yourself up. Oh. <laughs> but I know, like when I say when I said to you, yeah, like you need to help, because it was when I like a very slow birth of his head. And in my head, this was the, there were only two things I was concerned about leading up until this birth. And one was um having like a nuchal cord like wrapped around his neck a few times for some re- I don't know why I don't know like it's never re- and I know that's not usually an issue at all but I was like oh I feel like this baby might have that and then having a shoulder dystocia so when it was a really slow delivery of his head I was a bit like oh fuck like and I think also me working in the hospital at the time I was always on edge about this stuff because it's like rammed down your throat all the time um, so yeah, that's why I'm like, can you just put your hands on? And when I push, you're sort of like, and it's hard for me to explain why I'm in the middle of like, I've got half of a human hanging out of me. So yeah. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, it's okay, but just pull like shoulder, just get his shoulder out. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I know, I know it will feel weird because you're like, it's an itty bitty baby, but 
you need to apply some pressure. Yeah, you said it needs to be firm pressure. Yeah, not just like just pull with all your might. But yeah, it's like don't just do like a little piddly like gentle because that's not going to do shit at this point because we're 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 stuck in there. So you did. You had to do a bit of a firm, but he was it, fine. Yeah, he was fine. He came out. He had the cord wrapped. He did have the cord wrapped around his neck, but he came out and everything was. He was. It was a boy straight away. (laughs) And then it was so amazing to see. Like, it was like a really calming experience when he came out because he didn't cry. He didn't do anything. All he did was his eyes were wide open. And I remember his just jockey eyes. And he just stared at both of us and just didn't make a noise and just stared for so long. Like, he just looked at both of us and just looked like. Look, I don't know. Like it was just, it was a amazing experience just seeing that because you're so used to seeing like childbirth, babies come out, scream, scream straight away, and it wasn't anything like that. Like it was it, so calming and peaceful, and yeah, like it was just, it was such an amazing experience. And to have done it all at home as well, like without being in the hospital setting, it was it was awesome. Like it was really at this point. I felt super calm and relaxed with the whole situation. And it was just like, yeah, I couldn't have been any happier. And also proud of you for like how good you were at talking me through what I had to do. Meanwhile, you have a baby coming out of your vagina <laughs> or your bum hole, whichever yes, way it was coming. Like we still can't be sure to this day. Um, but yeah, and that, and not to get it confused as well, like when they come out, because obviously I've been at like many births, the babies that don't come out screaming, it, it's usually because there's something really not right and they'll need like resuscitation or something. He wasn't like that. It's not like he was floppy. He was super um, alert. He was like, breathing. He was breathing. He was he super had, alert. He was like well flexed, like he was just like, you know, on us and he his was... neck, like he was strong. And he literally was just like, hey, guys, like, what's up? <laughs> it was. Yeah, he was super strong as soon as he came out. Like, yeah. He wasn't floppy. Like, he was. He was good. He, he was, was so good. Yeah. He was so good. And, um, yeah, so he was just like a very happy baby. And I feel like that's how babies are meant to be born when they're like auric. And I'm getting like a little bit hippy dippy, but I feel like. If, even if you're talking like in terms of like chakras, yeah, but like <laughs> what hands do you want to be the first hands to touch your baby's crown? Like chakra, the first person to touch your baby is pretty intense. And what energy are they bringing? You know what I mean? Mm. Like for you as a father to, to guide him out and to bring him to me and for even our entire labor to be, like you said, like, and I know you've said it many times that you felt stressed or you felt fearful. You weren't letting that feeling penetrate into this space. And I feel like because he, he had such a peaceful transition into the world, he was just happy as hell. Yeah. He like super calm and super happy. Yeah. Um, and we don't look, I think we should wrap this up because we don't have a large amount of time to like go into everything afterwards. Um, because I just want to ask your like a few of your feelings now, having experienced that. 
But basically what happened was we woke. Well, I said, go wake the other kids. We had to wake them. Actually, no, that's, we didn't have to, Max actually, his bedroom was right out, like. The the door, yes. His door was like right outside where it was all happening. And I remember when things were like, it was, he was, Lennox was just about to come out. I remember Max opened his door because he was going to the toilet or something. He opened his door and I remember him sticking his head out and then the look on his face, he was like, oh. and then he just like walked backwards and closed the door <laughs> and then he stayed in his room, didn't come out. Like that was, that was it. And I was like, in my head, I was like, that was pretty funny. Like the look on his face, I wish I had it on camera but it was priceless. Because um, I, I didn't think he realised what was actually happening until he well, like, we, was, didn't, like we didn't prepare four, the children. Yeah, it was like, what, 4.50 in the morning or yeah, something? Yeah, he was born at 4.53, yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> he's still half asleep. And then he walks out to, like, a baby coming out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> A oh. pool in the lounge room. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I should get him on to talk to talk to, about the last two birds as well, actually. Um but yeah, so that was cool. And so then you've gone in and you're like, and he was like, oh, yes, well. So he came out. Yeah. Abby came out. Lulu came out. They met their little brother. Nice to meet you. Yes. The first words that Lulu at three years old said to Lennox was, nice to meet you. Exactly like off Toy Story, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really cute. It was so cute. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It was just such a beautiful time, hey. And I was like so like elated that we did it and my decision to do that regardless of what the outcome would have been was like I felt really confident in that decision do you know what I mean like I wasn't like oh my god I have to have this home birth and make it all perfect I was just like this just feels right well, I think I think that's half the reason why I wasn't as worried because I knew you were confident in it. Like, mm. and I was, I trusted what you were doing. Obviously, you've done it before. You've done you not at home, but you've birthed three times and everything's been fine. Yeah. So your body knows how to birth. It's done it before, yeah. But also, you having the knowledge of what you know, being a midwife, mm. and then the confidence you had, I was like, well. That made me feel... Yeah, I gave you a false sense of <laughs> security because none of those things means that everything's going to go well. Yeah, of course. But whatever. But, yeah, I just had to trust you. Yeah, you yeah. had to... And that's, like, literally the underlying thing was your trust in me because if you didn't trust me and if you didn't have confidence in me as a person, this wouldn't have ended up like it did and I know that a lot of a lot of partners out there probably struggle with that struggle with the unknown people like to have control over things I think it's the control thing yeah but with with this like you just need to learn to trust and surrender to the process that's what I got out of it and if you just want to wrap this up with I don't know how you like what changed and how you felt after that birth. How did you like well, the main thing that changed was we went from three kids to four mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> yeah, that was a big <laughs> that was a big change. Um, are you talking about like what changed in my view on the home birth or yeah, yeah, that and yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I still, I think the home birth, like, scenario, like, I was all about because of the great experience we had. But in my head, I was still like, it would be a lot easier if we did have, you know, uh, a midwife come and help with anything just to be there for that support. Yeah, yeah. I think in my head, I was like, that would make things a lot easier. Mm. Um, and I'd feel... Like you would just fulfill the partner role. Yeah. 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 Not have to be like, well, because in, in your head, you still play out scenarios that if of something course. happens, what am I going to do in this situation? And I was ready to do anything I needed to do, but I was like, still like, surely, like, please, <laughs> please don't please happen. Please don't make me have <laughs> yeah. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. be doctor though, as well as midwife. Yeah, no, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able um, to do anything. But yeah, like I, I, I thought straight after that, like I was like, home birth is amazing. Like the whole, ex- I just had such a good experience, and it was such a good outcome that how could you not love it? Like how could you not think that that is how a birth should be, as mm. opposed to being in a hospital and having so many things happening or so much intervention of like everything that's happening Mm. all the processes are getting interrupted or slowed down from you know everyone else's stress around you whereas in the home scenario if everyone's just calm and everything else is running smoothly so it just happens and it flows how it's meant to flow so yeah i guess from that point i was like and those are awesome. Everybody <laughs> should do that. I converted yeah. you. <laughs> um, and it was a pretty crazy journey to go through as well. Like, especially, you know, after having an induction with the last baby and all that sort of stuff. And that wasn't even horrible. But it just, you know, it just felt like the right journey to take. I think just intuitively throughout the whole process, you and I, you and I are very like gut people as well. And particularly when I'm pregnant, (laughs) when I'm pregnant, I feel really in touch with my intuition. And I just, I couldn't help. I couldn't help but listen to what I felt called to do. But also extremely thankful for you as a man and as my partner to be able to tap into the same thing for your, for yourself because you very easily just could have been like, nah, I can't do this. Like, I, like, I love you. I know you want to do that, but I'm, it's, it's, it doesn't sit right for me. Like, yeah. so thankful that you were able to do the same thing because it just felt so right. Well, it worked out to be very right. Yeah. Was a, <laughs> it was definitely... Let's just say, let's just say, (laughs) that's what we thought. But also, like, Michelle was awesome. Like, having her there. Having her energy, I think. Like, her energy was so calm and relaxed. What she brought to the space was just. She was. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't trying to, like, get up in, in my face or your face, trying to tell you what to do. Like, yeah. So, I guess coming away from this, and we'll wrap it up now is anyone that's listening it's very important to choose wisely who you allow into your birth space and not just 
physically, but also the words that are being spoken to you by other people. So I didn't tell mum that I was in labour. Yeah. And I'm like, God bless her, like love her. But she was fearful of home birth. Yeah. And, and actually, you know what, probably to a degree, maybe I should get her on for an episode. Yeah. Fearful of birth. She said she always feels relieved after someone has a baby and she's always nervous, like yeah. during the whole thing. Um, and, you know, when you hear about her experiences, of course, you understand why. But I decided I wasn't going to tell her, A, about my plan to have this baby at home, and B, that I was in labour because I didn't want her to be like, oh, no, like, are you going to hospital? Like, no, I don't need that. Well, we didn't need that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think the thing that helps a lot with it as well is a lot of discussion with each other, like yourself and me, like we were, we talk about it a lot and we talked about things that could happen, things that were going to happen. Not so much about a home birth, but just about the birth in general yeah, and what you want out of it and everything. So I had a good understanding of what you wanted to do and how you wanted to feel. And I think that helps as well. Mm. Having, like if you don't talk about it at all and you get to the point where you're, like, you're Oh, yeah. we'll just go with the flow. It's yeah. like, ah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I don't know what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not so good. Maybe summertime's the good. <laughs> summertime's the shit. All right. We're out of here. Let's go to bed. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on to chat. Would you like to do it again? Maybe one day. Okay. <laughs> Will you pay me for this? Yes. <laughs> No, I think it's really good. Well, hopefully whoever's listening um, has found it, you know, at the very least a little bit entertaining. At the most, what I hope someone gets out of it is, like, confidence, motivation, inspiration, um, or, like, a little bit of more knowledge. Yeah, insight. I hope you get something out of it, you know. I hope we can use... Our, exp- our lived experiences and for people to, to really get something out of it and use it for good. That's what this podcast is all about. All right. Until next time. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to share the love or get in contact with us for feedback or a chance to be a guest on the show, you can contact us at www.daisy.com.au. That's www.daisy.com.au or on our Instagram at the oxytocin hour, all one word. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in and I hope you've gained something positive from listening. Until next time.